I want to talk, because I'm old, uh, about my olive tree. My olive tree is called Olive. And uh, Olive was given to me um, about three or four, about four years ago, actually, um, as a little gift in, in a pot. And I kept Olive for a couple of years in my kitchen. And, uh, you know, I would, whenever I had coffee, we'd sit down together and have a little chat. And, uh, you know, she, she was doing fine. But I realized that she wasn't really growing. She wasn't really developing. She was kind of staying in the same place. And I watered her a little bit more. And then I read a book that said you're not supposed to overwater olive trees. That's why they live in Mediterranean climates. Uh, and, and, you know, and I was thinking, come on, olive. I, I, want, I want an olive from you. Uh, but there was no olive coming. And then, and then I took a risk uh, because someone said to me that, you know what, she'll stay exactly the same. Her growth will be stunted unless you plant her out. And there's some dangers in planting her out because if there's a severe frost, uh, more than minus seven, she could succumb because she's an olive uh, tree. Uh, and I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to take the risk. So found a, a, a lovely spot, uh, planted her there, and uh, I, my heart was in my mouth last year. Uh, and the year, I was like, last winter, I was like, <gasps> I kept going out and visiting just to see, and she was still alive, and she was still kicking, and all of that. And then, and then last summer, um, I, I just, there was the, I had one olive. And I mean, I couldn't, you know, I mean, I took it, I picked it, I, I harvested it, and I took it into my kitchen, but I couldn't eat it. It was just, it was tiny, and uh, it was hard. And, and, and this summer, I want to report to you, there's two olives. <laughs> they're, they're still very, very small, and she's taller than me now. She's, she's past that point, and she's growing well. And my ambition is, before I die and go to heaven... I'm hoping I might be able to sit in one of her branches. I suspect that might mean I need to live a lot longer than doctors are expecting me to at this moment. Uh, but, you know, you can but live in hope. And I've planted her out, and it was a risk. And she's doing well. And she started to produce fruit. And it's very exciting. And we're in the same place as a church. As Andy said last week, we're in an exciting and scary place. And it's both exciting and scary, at least from my end. From our end, it seems like that. And we're at a place where um, uh, God has been growing us. Uh, God has been growing us over the last year, two years, even three years. And we're at a stage where if we are to continue to grow, we need to kind of get planted out, as it were. And there's risks to that. A severe frost, and some of us could curl up. You know, some of us might <laughs> fall by the, not fall by the wayside. We're going to try not to let that happen. Uh, but, it, but there are risks to planting out. But if we don't, if we stay in the pot that we're in, we're not going to be able to grow. The growth will be stunted because there is no more room. We've mentioned it a few times. In the children's work, there are Sundays 
when they're coming up to 200 children next door. And we're having, in those, in those Sundays, to turn uh, children away. And usually the ones that we do are the, the children of, of new people because they, they come at the end. And sometimes we have been very, very full here. Uh, sometimes it has felt like Piccadilly Circus in the rush hour. Uh, and and that makes it hard. And so, as we've said, as Andy said, uh, from the 27th of October which is very soon now, we're going to go to, we're going to multiply. And we're using words very carefully. We are not going to divide into two morning services. There will be no division into two morning services. Instead, we're going to multiply to two morning services. Doesn't that sound a lot better? And, uh, <laughs> and yes, I thought that all on my own. And, uh, um, and, uh, we, and, and we're going to do that in order uh, to make room for growth. This is uh, why are we multiplying. This is a pragmatic decision. Uh, this is uh, for the reasons that are obvious. Um, and when I read the Acts of the Apostles, uh, what I see is there was an, a wonderful mixture for the early church Half the time, they were led by prophecy, by the prophetic directional voice of God. The other half, they were led by persecution. And they didn't get many prophecies when they were being led by persecution. And there were other times where it was very pragmatic. I just want to look at the beginning of of Acts chapter 6. Um, We read this, in those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve, the apostles, gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorius, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. And I love how pragmatic that was. That was, we have an issue, what do we, what do we do? And what do we do according to biblical principles? We want there to be fairness. We want the, both sets of widows to be treated right. We haven't got time to do both. Let us appoint. Let us cooperate with growth. Do you know, um, uh, Jesus talks so much. When he talks about the kingdom, he talks about the kingdom growing. Um, the images of growth he uses are everywhere. Uh, yeast, mustard seeds, sower. There's so many like that. The yeast would, would grow the dough. Uh, the mustard seed, which is very tiny, would grow into a giant tree. Uh, the sower would sow seed and on different kinds of ground. And on the good ground, it would grow and produce a harvest. 
Uh, the kingdom is about growing. There's not a lot we can do to make the kingdom grow, but there are things we can do to enable that growth or to stunt that growth. And that's why we're going to multiply to four services on a Sunday. And uh, I know you know this, and I know everyone has, is happy, but I just want to talk a little bit uh, just to remind us about the why and the what, uh, simply because it is going to require sacrifice. I've been working it out. It's a, when you get older, it's three services on a Sunday are interesting, four services, uh, by the end I shall need sustenance. I'm looking at those of my colleagues who could provide sustenance for the last service. Um, the story, uh, I've, I've said that, why are we going to two morning services? We've looked at all the alternatives and we've looked and looked and looked and none of them seem to fit, none of them seem to make sense. Uh, none of them seemed to work, uh, and we've come up uh, with this. There are challenges and opportunities. I'm going to talk about the challenges in a moment, but first of all, here are some of the opportunities. Uh, we talk about being family, and about being a family of families as we grow, as we develop. What we've noticed is, particularly with the 4.30 service, with the meal that happens afterwards and with the size of it, there, there, there is such a strong, there's a sense of community here, but there is such a strong sense of community amongst the 4.30. Part of it is because most of them are about the same, similar age and, and do stuff together. Uh, but the opportunity for multiplying to two morning services is that there's a greater opportunity to know each other to meet people. It, doesn't feel, it won't feel so much like a huge crowd that can become impersonal. Uh, there's an element where it, we can look after each, other's more, each other more. We can be a family of families. We can more easily spot new people. Sometimes in, in a, a meeting of our size, it's really hard to spot new people. And we're doing everything we can. Everything we can. The welcome pastors. Uh, we've got folks sitting in strategic places. Uh, we've got a whole welcome team. We've got all sorts of mechanisms to try and do that. And yet, and still, it, it, as a, it's heartbreaking when you hear, as I heard last week, that someone came uh, to one of our services, a couple came, and nobody, nobody spoke to them. And, and in, sometimes that's just a matter of size. And just as we, as we multiply, there's more opportunity to spot new people. There's more chance of noticing if folk are missing. It would be much easier for us all to say, I haven't seen so-and-so for a while. Yes, I know the negative of that is we could think they're missing and we could issue siren calls and the pastors could all go and see them only to find out they moved to the other service. Uh, that is a possibility. But I'd rather we overdid it than underdid it. I'd rather we spotted and we found we were wrong than not spot. Um, there's more opportunities to serve uh, we believe that God, we're on the cusp of something as a church. Uh, we've said it before, we want to start church planting. We're already sending uh, folk out. Andy Gardner, Andy and Joe, Andy was in 
in, not induced, inducted. He was inducted. He was, there's a difference, isn't there? And, and he was inducted on, on Thursday, Tuesday, on Tuesday. And uh, there's a, a little team that have gone with him. Um, uh, we want to send teams out. We're talking with the bishop. We're talking with others uh, about supporting uh, those that go out. But also, uh, we want to, from here, we want to support other local churches. I just want to tell you, we're getting requests from uh, church leaders in this area saying, could you send us a team? Could you send us a worship leader, some musicians? We want to do this. Could you send us someone that might be able to speak? And so what we want to do is we're going to, I don't know if you spoke about it last week, Andy, but we want to raise up leaders and we want to do this so intentionally. Uh, if we are to grow, and we believe God is saying that this church is to grow, not that we become a big church for the sake of being a big church, but so that we reach people with the gospel, so that Olive might be strong, so that the church of Jesus here might have an impact on the local community. And so that we want there to be lots more opportunities for folk to serve, for folk indeed to lead, for folk to see that, 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 that they can minister and serve in all sorts of ways, not just in the building, but on Monday to Saturday, wherever we are. We want to make space for that. We want to create opportunities and we want to release people. And it's not either or. We honestly believe we could have it wrong, you know, but, but we believe that the, the Lord has said that he wants us to send people out and as we do, he will multiply us. And humanly, that doesn't make sense. But spiritually, it makes an awful lot of sense. Now, our two new service times are going to be 9 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. And I just want to tell you, we agonized. You've no idea how many hours have we have spent agonizing over these times. And uh, uh, we, we, we wondered about having them, you know, because 9 a.m. for some of us is, I mean, it's the middle of the night. Um, uh, for, for others of us, 11.30, 11.30, seriously? My three-year-old has been awake since five, and you want me to come at 11.30. But do you know what? Uh, the, the opportunities are, on one level, it's not essential, but for some of us, who've, maybe who have got small children who have been awake since five, can you imagine coming at, at nine and, and, and finishing 10.30 or so? That, that's the whole of the rest of the day, uh, just to do whatever we do for the whole of the rest of the day. Um, and those for, the, for 11.30, you know, it can be a leisurely brunch with the older kids or no kids at all and just relaxing and then coming uh, and doing that. There are opportunities. We will now have four time slots in the day, 9, 11.30, 4.30 and 7 uh, for, for folk um, uh, to come and to meet with Jesus and to meet with one another. Um, so there are opportunities uh, to grow in service in, in all sorts of ways as well as, as, well as that. Um, what is it going to look like? Will 
the feel of the Sunday services change. Our absolute passion is that the feel does not change. It, we will do what we have always been doing. And actually, just to tell you, that's why we've gone from 9 for a 9 and 11.30. We wondered about, you know, the, the church growth people um, say, you know, well, if you're going to do it, 9.30 and 11 is much better. But what we realized, if it was 9.30 and 11, there are two things that we really value that are distinctives in our church. They're not the only things that are distinctives, but spending time in worship and making space for the Holy Spirit. And the third one is space for fellowship, is space for connecting. And, and they are actually the three things that are three of our distinctives when we gather on a Sunday. And the thought of having to rush those, uh, I, for one, couldn't bear it. So I would have been the main one that's been saying, we've all agreed, uh, let's, let's, let's risk making it the longer time gap so that we can do everything. And doing it this way means we don't have to shorten the services. The, the 9 will go to 10.30 and then the 11.30 will go to 1 and we have an hour in between not half an hour, not three quarters of an hour when we're having to push half the morning, the, the first lot out uh, in order to get the next lot in and then there's chaos with the car parking. But we have an hour to have coffee, to have refreshments and for the two congregations to overlap and to meet and to have fellowship with each other so that we can actually see each other. Um, and we, we believe that that is really, really important, especially um, as we redo things and we rebuild. Uh, we're going to have an awful lot more cafe space in order uh, just to be able to, to, to meet with one another. Um, there'll be the overlap between the services, as I've said. Um, how do we ensure, here's some questions we've got, how do we ensure that we don't have one large service and one small service? The answer is we can't. We can't ensure that. Um, if, we were, if we were structured um, in um, a much more authoritarian way where um, the, the, the senior leadership of the church was respected and honoured and the congregation did as they were told because the senior leadership, it was clear to the congregation, was anointed and had heard from God, um, then we could do it. But you're not like that. <laughs> you won't do what we say. And I'm kind of glad, because <laughs> I'd rather this, if I'm honest. I'd rather this. And so we can't be sure, but the best we can, that's why we asked you, what do you think you will do? And it was kind of 60-40, 40-60, I can't remember which way around. Something like that. Uh, but, but we are going to, to have a go. Because we do need to make space. Do we have everything we need to do for, for services? Well, there's, um, there's two answers to that. Uh, the first answer is no. And the second answer is yes. And that's how it works. No, we don't have everything we need to do for services. And the second answer is yes, we do have everything we need to do for services. And that's why you've got these cards on your chairs. And uh, um, the, younger, the younger ones on our staff team 
said, we're not going to do cards. It's just going to be on the internet, the website for people to sign up. And, um, uh, and also, there's going to be a, a, a computer at the back if people want to. Uh, but I, I'm betting that there are a few of you like me, you still prefer to have something like this. Can I ask... Is that true, or do I need to just shut up from now on? How many prefer something like this? Enough of you to make it worthwhile. I am so happy. There was enough. There was enough. There was enough. Uh, we're having an argument. Put your hands up again. Up. Look. See? 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 So, we're going to do it in every way. We would ask you... To prayerfully consider um, uh, if there's a way that you can be involved maybe uh, once a month. Um, We have the total number who serve to make our services happen at the moment are about 350 over all services over a month. It's 350 over all services over a month. I'm not going to tell you how many more we need because I don't want to frighten anybody, but we need one or two more. We need one or two more. And you could be one of the one or two. Now, those that are already serving, we're not asking you to to double up and to serve harder. This is meant to be, you know, Sunday's supposed to be the day where you come, uh, you get fed, you get encouraged, uh, you get filled up to, to go for it in your ministry for another week. So the idea is not to kill you. But if you're fairly new to the church, if circumstances have meant there hasn't been a way of serving or you haven't known how, please prayerfully consider. There's lots of different teams. There's the traffic team, which is very important. Um, There's the welcome team, the hospitality team. There's the bookshop team where... You could get, go on the bookshop, and if you have a passion for selling mine and Andy's books, that is the place for you. If you haven't got a passion for selling mine and Andy's books, don't apply to the bookshop team. Yes, that's what I just said. We like to resource people with mine and Andy's books. I'm teasing. We, we, the whole point there is to resource people and folk who are here and folk who come and visit. And there's loads and loads of different things. I was kidding. I'm going to be in trouble with Mrs. Morgan if I'm not careful. There's the visuals team, um, getting the words up on the screen. There's the kids team. We need, we, need to have, we need to have a children's team for the nine and a children's team for the 11.30. And you know what? Our children's work is... Any of you who are parents, you probably are aware, it's going wonderfully. And it's almost too successful. And we just need all the help we can because we want to do the best that we can for our children and our young people. There is... I love this. The bacon sandwich team. Are we serious? We need... We do. we We need more for the bacon sandwich team. The media team, uh, uh, welcome. Oh, and that's that's for the nine a.m. and eleven thirty. There's another list for the four thirty and the seven, but I won't read right now. So, as you can see, there, there is a need. If you could prayerfully consider, so that in four weeks' time, 
three weeks' time, four weeks' time, we're ready. We're ready for the off. Um, Will it be a challenge? You bet it will. But if something is healthy, it grows. Growth brings change. And change always brings challenge. We can opt out of growth, but then the growth will be stunted. I could have played it safe with Olive, and Olive could have stayed in my kitchen, and then I would have just felt more and more weird as I had more and more deep conversations with Olive. But Olive wouldn't have grown. Out in my back garden, she is developing beautifully. I am proud of her. She's doing what she's meant to do. And if I had played it safe, I would have kept her from growing to her full potential. We don't want to play it safe. It is scary. It is exciting. It is wonderful. And it is what we're called to. So as Andy did last week and will do in a different way next week, I invite you to prayerfully consider your role uh, in this. There are, I just say this, I'm very aware that there's some of you that it's, it, for one reason or another, it won't be right for you uh, to get involved in a team. And uh, I promise you that is fine. Uh, I'm aware that there are some of you, you've come here fairly recently, and maybe you've come from a place where you felt a bit beaten up. You, maybe you've come from a place where you felt that you were hectored to give money or to give your time or to give more and more and more, and you felt you weren't valued for who you are. Maybe you've come from a place where you've been really bruised and battered for other reasons, and you just need a bit of time just to, just to heal up. Uh, just to be. Maybe you need, I met someone a, a few weeks ago who said, who said I, I was in leadership somewhere else and I, I, if it's okay, I just need a while to sit at the back and for no one to know me. I just need a while just to heal up because it was so bruising. We understand that. But for those of you that can, would you prayerfully consider taking part in the journey with us.